Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. This is one of my favorite quotes from Raina Maria Rilke. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign language. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without knowing it, live along some distant day into the answer. Well, my guest on today's show is Jenny Lee, and she knows that conscious introspective questioning can strengthen psychological resilience and it can bring insight into what is most important to us. She's here today to share tools to spark change and help us look at what might be holding us back. Are you ready to meet her? Jenny Lee is an expert in the fields of yoga therapy and spiritual living. She's the award-winning author of three books, Spark Change, True Yoga, and Breathing Love. A certified yoga therapist, Jenny's taught classical yoga and meditation for more than 20 years. She coaches private clients in practices that integrate life spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. When she's not writing or coaching, Jenny enjoys surfing with her husband in Hawaii, oh man, or practicing Italian with friends in Tuscany. Find out more about Jenny and her work at JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. Jenny, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi, Karen. It's so great to join you again. It's always fun to to chat with you. It's so good to have you on the show. Can you surf? Can you really surf? Is it wonderful? I've been inside my house for so long now that the thought of surfing just makes me go all tingly. (laughs) Yes, I can really surf. It's one of the few places that we still can go. Unfortunately, Hawaii is um, in another shutdown, full shutdown, Mm. but um, we can still get in our beautiful water and I'm blessed and grateful every day for that gift so my happy place oh I love it um I was thinking about your book and about this interview in the shower this morning as as one does and it occurred to me that this book is especially timely because we're living through a time where we are simultaneously questioning everything and also receiving input from outside that said don't question anything choose a side. And I wondered if you had any thoughts on the timeliness of your new book, which is Spark Change, and the timeliness of the questions that are in the book. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's, I love the quote that you started with. And as we uh, talked about, it is a quote that's in the book. We were just on the same page with that because <laughs> this concept of questions and really in a you know, allowing ourselves to immerse in questions, I believe it's just so important. And as you said, especially right now um, on many levels. So there's this sense of everything is unknown. Everything's sort of up for question. Um, we should be questioning everything that's happening. I think that is a very healthy thing to do. We should not just take on face value, anything that's being fed to us by the media. Um, I also am a huge believer in the process of introspection in general for our own self-growth. And that's what this book, Spark Change, is all about, is that inner um, inquiry that I believe takes us to such a different level of knowing. And, um, you know, that intuitive knowing that I know you and I both are, are big fans of cultivating and teaching. Um, and so the only way that we can get there is to step away from our current belief structure or at least, you know, step into a bit of an objective observer place and ask some pointed questions about what we've been believing, um, how we are operating right now, what choices we're making, what, what our highest values are, and where do we go from here with all of that in mind at the most conscious level possible. Um, and that's what Rilke in that quote you started with is talking about. He's talking about just immerse in the inquiry because, and then trust that deeply that what is on the other side of it is much greater wisdom than maybe what we've come to the questioning table with already. Mm. I love that idea of the questions holding the potential, like a book in a language that I can't read yet but when I hold the question in my hand, right, when I love the question, I'm holding that potential for something more than I can see. And I think that's what intuitive awareness is. It's what spiritual development is. It's about the what we can see. Can we be present with what we see in front of us? And can we feel into the more than what we see in front of it? So one of the things I like about the book is that it these questions are designed to open potential, not like um, ask the question, win a million dollars, but the questions are designed to gently and a little bit um, with a little bit of poking, um, loving poking, but a little bit says provocative, right? In the title of the book, right? right. Um, designed to open us up to that kind of potential. Yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> the subtitle, 108 Provocative Questions for Spiritual Evolution, in fact, is was my working title for the book. And it's so apt because we, um, what I'm hoping th these questions do is get people again off of their sort of normal ways of thinking about things. It, it took me, you know, some of the questions will sound familiar, but some of them will be quite different to people's minds. Um, and I believe that there's a process of formulating a question and it's in that process of formulating like a quality question, your right question in this moment that is part of getting to the answer. So it's not about just dropping the simple question in there and going for the simple answer. It's really working on asking the right question. And um, I was listening to a beautiful book that's so significant to me today called Autobiography of a Yogi. Um, mm. I was listening to it on audio. And Yogananda was talking about how God, spirit, is 
unanticipatory. And I thought that word was so interesting. You know, we often hear people talk about God's plan, but I, he really framed it quite differently. And his point in the passage was that there's not something laid out that we're just at the fate of, but that we are the conscious co-creators. And so it is in this dialogue that we're having with spirit. And by spirit, I mean, you know, the ultimate great spirit, but also our own inner spirit, our intuitive spirit. Um, this di inner dialogue that we're having where we're co-creating what comes next. So in, in standing in the question, that's being unanticipatory. We're not jumping forward to the answer so much or the solution as just, holding space, holding presence like you would with a loved one who's going through a crisis and allowing that moment to unfold from the most loving wisdom that you can bring to, to it. You say in the book that there's no, uh, no easy button for spiritual self-awareness. And although I know this to be true, that it's a part of me that goes, oh, come on, because I'd like to ask the right question. Wouldn't it be fun to ask the right provocative question and then just have the answer come back like it's 64 or it's butterscotch or it's never go out on a Thursday. There is no easy button, but that's part of the joy of it, isn't it? That the question leads to more questions. Well, it is. And you use the word joy. And I think that's so accurate is that when we can trust in the flow of life and of the intuitive wisdom that we all hold, <clears throat> when we can trust in that, there is joy in that moment of trusting. There's incredible joy there. And so it isn't so much about that easy answer as it is that we can trust the process and find joy in the process. What inspired you to write this book? You've been teaching a long time. Why, why this book and why now? Well, I've been through a lot of personal changes in my own life. Big, big changes. Um, big relational changes, big physical location changes with where I've lived. I mean, many, many moves, many different aspects to my career. Um, <clears throat> and in all of those changes, I have learned something thank god <laughs> if we're not learning through our through our stuff we're in trouble so i, I really have been a, a seeker and a student and of life and an intentional learner and so i've i've really tried to quantify the, the process of change and this has come through my own personal experience it's also come through much of what i've worked with with clients who have been in all kinds of different transitions in their lives and so i've really come to understand and tried to simplify in Spark Change the process through which we all go as we embark on any sort of transition in our lives. And I do feel that there are, you know, there are 12, 12 chapters in the book, 12 themes, if you will, and, and I would call them 12 components to change. And so it is laid out very methodically in terms of how someone would go through a transition if they're doing it consciously. And that's what the questions are all centered around is kind of giving someone um, something to come back to and keep, you know, their focus on. So do you imagine readers like starting at the beginning and doing a question at a time till they get to the end? 
They could. It depends on where someone's at. You know, like me, maybe someone is a real student of spiritual development and personal development, and they they're a journaler and they want to create a plan where you know for the next year they're going to take one chapter per month. You know, where there's twelve chapters, so you could do one per month and really dive deep into each question. Nine questions in a chapter, so that gives you you know I don't I'm not doing the math too quickly this morning, but it gives you plenty to work with over a month. You could really spend over a week with each one. And, um, or if someone's not of that constitution, I've also heard people um, who have had early copies of it say it's so fun to just have a have something in mind that they're sort of working on and pop the book open and yeah. see what question comes to them. And so there is this, you know, I think our intuition works that way, right? It brings to us the things that we need in the moment, especially if we're asking with a, a sincere heart. So that's pretty fun to just open the book and see what question is there for you on any given day. I'm glad to hear you say that because that's how I was using it. I hate to find out I was doing it wrong. Um, no, <laughs> I no love, wrong way. <laughs> yay, good. I love, I love that idea of just being, and at least for me, because I tend to be more of a, like a more rigid or more anxious for me, there's something very freeing in opening that to see like, what do I most need to ask myself or what question would most challenge me today? And so as I was working with this book before the interview, that's what I was doing, just letting it kind of uh, let the question sort of pop up um, in front of me. So can I ask you, Karen, which question popped out to you? No. Um, <laughs> in the interest of complete disclosure, what is preventing me from being quiet inside is the mm. question that came up for me. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good and you know one. the answer, right? The <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, no. you're the teacher. The answer is butterscotch, 64. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Glad you got that quick answer. <laughs> Excellent. And it's sure to be right. Oh, that's enough introspection for today. My gosh, I'm exhausted just from that. Um, no, the answer that came up for me was was all the little things, all the little stumbling, scrabbling, grabby things that I do to distract myself from being present, from being present in my home with my wife, with my children, um, from being present with when I'm reading or walking or knitting or laughing or sleeping. I was, what that question brings up in me is all the little things that I do that I almost am sort of doing on purpose to keep myself out of the present moment. And so that question, what prevents me from being quiet inside kind of leads me to, for myself, another question, why do I avoid that quiet? Why have I engineered it so that I am not quiet inside? So that's kind of, that's where that, that's where that took me. Well, and I think it, that all of that, thank you for sharing. I mean, that's so true, I think, for so many of us. And it's a very relatable um, answer that you gave. And it takes us back to the question that you asked at the beginning. It's like, why this book and right, why right now? And how does this bump into the current situation that we're in? And, you know, people are forced inside in many places and mm. having to really shut down a lot of their external lives. And yet we're still afraid to be really still. And I'm finding that people, even though they have less to do maybe outwardly, they're having such difficulty going in. And it is all of these, you know, we all struggle with the distractions and the, the inability to 
just be really deep in that place of inner beingness. And yet the more we can go there, and I hope that some of the questions will, um, you know, enable people to think a little bit further about why they've been afraid to go there and to face that fear because it is, we, you know, we do need to be courageous in, in looking inward, but of course it's also a joyful place. Ultimately, when we get beyond the inner distractions, noise, restlessness, um, self-judgments, et cetera, that we bump into in the, our inner world, our true nature is joy, it is love, it is light, and this is what we're meant to come back to. And so it's like all of that other stuff is like mud in the glass, and we just have to let it settle long enough to remember our, our true essence. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Jenny Lee. Her new book is Spark Change, 108 Provocative Questions for Spiritual Evolution. And you can find out more about Jenny and her work at JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. And Jenny is spelled J-E-N-N-I-E, JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. So Jenny, with Turnabout Being Fair Play was... There a question that, as you put the book together or as you've worked through all these changes, was there a question in there that especially spoke to you? Or is there one you especially hate? Every time you look at it, you're like, oh, that one. And flip past it. <laughs> well, there are a few of those, yeah. But um, I'll share the one that I share in the introduction because it is the one that I ultimately always come back to, which is how do I keep the flame of personal evolution toward love alive in my heart and how do I ignite the same spiritual awakening in others and this is really what keeps me going in my own practice daily it's what keeps me writing books and working with people um, you know I, my last book breathing love which you and I have spoken of um, it was about this same thing to a different you know in a different way but it's this sense that our I believe our true purpose is to know ourselves as love to live completely in the energy of love um, amidst the chaos of the human world. <laughs> and that the more and more that we are able to do that, the more harmony and joy we experience in this world. And the more our relationships improve, the more our, our outer purpose in our worldly work improves, all of that. So that's my that's my kind of intention in my daily practice. It's the question that keeps me going. Um, how do I continue to embody and know myself as love on a daily basis? Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's mm. that. Well, and there's a thousand million ways to do that. I mean, you can embody and know yourself as love from how you place a loving hand on your own wrist or how you are in conversation with other people or how you are as a teacher or as a coach. I know you do individual coaching sessions, how you are with clients and students. There are a million ways to embody love in the world. I guess as many different ways as there are ways of us being individual humans in the world. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, what the practice is, is looking at what prevents any one of us, myself included, from being in that loving space at any moment. So if we're frustrated or if we're, if our desire isn't being met, or if we, if our agenda conflicts with someone else's agenda, and you know, we, we were talking about the world scene right now and how many conflicting opinions are out there. And so how do we maintain loving relationships maybe with people who have vastly different 
opinions about how things are going in the world. And so this is the practice, you know, it's, it's, it's all those little ways, but it's in so many different circumstances, particularly challenging ones. You've said this practice helps build psychological resilience. And I wonder what does resilience mean to you, especially in this context of these difficult times? Well, it's, it's like a, what I was saying just now, it's yeah. the coming back again and again to our highest intention. So if my highest intention is to be loving, then I've got to do that even when I'm angry. You know, I might be angry at my husband about something, but if my highest intention is to be loving, then I need to communicate what I'm upset about in a calm and kind way, acknowledging his point of view as well. and. Um, not being reactive or vindictive or vicious. And so there's, it's, it's a guiding, the resilience is really the coming back again and again to what our intention is or to the action that we feel is the best course of action. So we, we all get knocked off our game. Um, and the resilience, the psychological resilience, or I would even call it spiritual resilience, is coming back again and again to that highest principle that we're trying to live. And there's a component in that too, I think, of um, being able to trust ourselves so that I know that even when I mess up and scream at somebody or don't do the right, or whatever that is, right, when I get knocked off that little peace place that I found, for for me personally, resilience means, yes, I can come back consistently, compassionately to that practice, to that place of love. And it means that I can trust myself that when I get back to that place, I'll be waiting for me. All those books on the shelves that in the, in that, in the real quick quote, that all the questions will be there, all the potential will be there, that I can come back to myself and trust myself and my potential, my ability to keep moving forward, even though I got knocked off course. I, you're probably not like me. I get knocked off course maybe every 15 or 20 seconds. And so that practice of catching the breath, come back to that place is important to me. Yeah, it's important for all of us. And I think it's just, you know, like anything else we're practicing, it, the more we practice, the more it becomes second nature. And I, I don't believe you that it's every 15 to 20 seconds, Karen. Okay, it's like 25. <laughs> I was exaggerating, you know, for the sake of the whole like radio thing. But it's, yeah, it's like every 30 seconds, sometimes on a good day. Um, <laughs> um, that the, you chose the title. I know we've just got a couple minutes left here, but you chose the title Spark change. And I wondered why you chose that and how you feel these questions like light the spark. Well, I can't take credit for the title. My publisher chose the title. Um, as I said, the subtitle was my working title. So, But I love the combination of the two. And Spark Change couldn't be a more perfect title for right now. Um, people are looking for change. They're calling for change. They're looking at their own lives and all the different changes that are coming, whether they have chosen them or not. And how do we ignite? I love the word spark because it's really about igniting a flame, a spiritual flame, a divine flame inside of our consciousness. And let's, I really believe it's time to choose a higher level of consciousness. And so that's the, the spark that I want to see. We're all divine sparks. So let's, let's go live that. Yeah. I love it. Jenny, can you let the listeners know how they can find out more about you and, and your work, connect with the book, connect with the other offerings? 
you have? Sure. Yeah. So you've mentioned my website, my name, Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E, Lee, yogatherapy.com. There is a free excerpt available of the book. Uh, There are a couple of cool bonus guides for yoga teachers and book clubs. This this book is kind of a a book club in itself uh, with all the questions ready for you to discuss with friends. So um, you can get all of those freebies on my website, connect with me there, and I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm also on social media on Facebook and Instagram primarily. So um, love to hear from you. And the books are available at all major booksellers, Independent, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and it's published by Sounds True. Nice. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always great fun to talk to you. Thank you, Karen. It was great. That is Jenny Lee. Her new book is Spark Change, 108 Provocative Questions for Spiritual Evolution. And you can find out more about Jenny and her work at JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. That's Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E, JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. Bonus is there. There's an excerpt of the book, as Jenny said. All that is there for you. And of course, you're always welcome over at KarenHager.com. It's a great place to get more information about upcoming classes that are happening. I'm trying to to offer something new every month just as a way of keeping us all kind of um, centered, including myself, keeping us all kind of centered and together as we go through this um, difficult time. We're in it for the long haul. And I think this is a time when we're all being invited. Everybody bring your light. Jenny said, we're all right. We're all agents of that divine love. We all have that spark. Let's not let our lights be dimmed when we're going through times as difficult as this. Let your light shine. So karenhager.com, classes, all kinds of things. You can even book a private intuitive session with me if you're so inclined. And if you're interested in more of this light sharing, light shining thing, you might want to check out openpeacefulheart.com. That's where my wife and I have created a monthly free guided meditation call. We do that live the first Sunday of every month, and it goes out to people all over the world. There's no selling, no yelling, no anything, just 15 minutes of guided meditation that focuses on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. So you're very welcome there. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.